I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start a fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot. You gotta take you it. Gotta take you it. gotta make it. You gotta break it, chains. Gotta break it, chains. Uh, you gotta break them chains. You gotta break them chains. Uh, you gotta break them chains. You gotta break them chains. You gotta break them. So Ultimate Bachelor here with what I learned now is Craig hyphenated Austin Harris. Uh, you can tell you can tell me what uh, name you want to go by. Okay, this. well, you, since since we're uh, on a first name basis, you can you can call me Craig. You Craig, know what I mean? All right, it's all, it's all good. My wife, calls me, my wife calls me Austin. My stepson calls calls me Austin. Uh, yeah. Most of my family calls me Austin, but it's all good. So that. I, f- I feel like we've known each other forever. Family, uh, family, that's right. <laughs> so, so you can call me Craig. Introduce and, uh, yourself and then let's, let, let's get started. Yeah, so once again, my name is Craig Austin Harris uh, here in San Antonio, Texas. I own Alamo Mobile Notaries, which is the premier uh, signing service and mobile notary service in the South Texas area. We cover uh, all but not limited to uh, Bear County, Wilson, Kerr, uh, Guadalupe, Yavaldi, Medina, uh, all throughout South Texas, Wilson, so Carnes, Comal. So yeah. uh, you can reach reach me at Alamo Notary on uh, on IG, uh, Alamo Notaries at gmail dot com, or two one zero two seven three zero nine three four is the work line. Once again, it's Alamo Notaries and Alamo Mobile Notaries is the name of the company. Nice. So. As we hopped on here, you you were telling me why you you thought you liked my points of views and how they related to the way you think. So I was I wanted definitely, to get that recorded. Yeah. Maybe we go off that a little bit. Yeah. So I was you know I, I watched uh, another uh, another one of the uh, Ultimate Bachelor podcast, and you were speaking to a, uh, a young guy about uh, college scholarships, right? Yeah. right? And uh, and I and I, I find that so interesting because because you played college ball. Yeah. I played college ball. You know, uh, I know a lot. A lot of my friends have played college ball. I had a, a couple, a couple of friends from from my high school. Uh, one, one younger than me, uh, Jack Ingram, played D one at uh, University of Illinois with uh, Jason Williams and D Brown. He was on that team. Nice. Uh, so yeah, so I, so there's a difference, right? Deron, so that's, Deron so, Williams. Say that again. Darren Williams. Darren Williams. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, because he's from Dallas, right by where I'm from. Yeah. So yeah, uh, his name was uh, Jack Ingram. I don't know. He was the center on that team. He's from nice. my high school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he was. He, 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 he's from Marshall High School. He's uh, two years younger than me, but he played varsity on on, on my team. He was a big guy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so there's a difference, right? So you you know the difference between a scholarship student and a scholarship athlete, right? There's a big difference. Sure, huge. Right. So the scholarship student pretty much just accept scholarship goes to school yada yada right but yep. what does a scholarship athlete do they they also generate money for the school yeah right so this and this is this is kind of how i feel i mean i was I, I was a scholarship athlete for a little while 
prime. I, my, that was my, my prime was from like 19 to like 22. Then I had to go to the military, right? right. My athletic prime, right? So in, in instances like, <clears throat> you know, anything above JUCO, which I would, I would consider where you're actually generating hundreds, maybe thousands of, of dollars for, for university, I, I actually consider like college students like apprentices. I, I, I consider them like, like apprentices in, in instances like, like, like college athletes, like there should be like a, it's like, it should be like a paid apprenticeship. If, if they can restructure it kind of like, if the NCAA could figure a way to restructure their system to where it's a paid apprenticeship instead of, you know, slapping these kids with the amateur status because they're, they're actually learning their craft. They're in, right. in college. They're learning the craft. Sure. Right? So AAU is, is, is exactly what it is, amateur a- athletic union. They're, they're, they're the amateurs all, up until 18. Yeah. Once you enter that, that, that uh, certification, once you, once you get into that school, I, I think it should be like an apprenticeship. So that's where I, I, we differ on that. So first and foremost, let me make it clear for people that haven't listened to the one that I'm talking about. He's talking about the new series I started with Joey Brown at Joey Brown 2 um, called Out of Bounds, where we're going to be discussing everything outside of sports. So the topic was, should college athletes be paid? Be paid? What? What's really interesting is I've had a lot of people come back to me and talk about that conversation, right? And they say that the the stance I took on that podcast changed their mind, right? What's interesting, though, Craig, is I never had that stance until that conversation. So, so I knew where Joey would be because I'm I'm along the lines of that, but. I had to argue against them, right? And that stance I took just came to me, but changed my own mind too, because when you think about it, it's an agreement that is made. So what, what the problem is, is that everyone wants to look at the exception to the rule, which the exception to the rule is that the student makes money for the F for the school right? Because everyone looks at the SEC football and they look at all the major conference basketball and they look at that. And so the problem is that the amount of students that making money for their university is so small in the grand scheme of college athletics. Think about it. Because, because everyone wants to think about those football programs that kill it. There's a lot of football programs even that don't make money for their school. And that's the, that's the argument I made in there. So that's one point I'm making is that not everyone is making money for the school. So then you're going to have the rich get richer where the NCAA, I think they're living by their mantra. Whereas I used to think that it was kind of bullshit. I think their mantra is they're trying to keep it amateur. They're trying to keep the competition equal. They're not giving any school an advantage over another school because they all have the same rules. So that's my first point. But, but but if they made it into a paid apprenticeship, <clears throat> the the talent would be evenly spread. There wouldn't be what? a bidding war. There wouldn't be a bidding war for schools because because everybody can get the same amount anywhere they go. But the problem is, then you talk about who are you paying? You're only paying who? E- everyone on the team. Everyone, everyone on, on the what team? team? On on the athletics. Uh, on any athletic. There, team. An athletic exactly because well, they're. Because every team generates money for their school. No, no, they don't. Hardly any. 
hardly any teams do. The only, only teams that generate money for the school would be a major football program, a major basketball program, sure. potentially a major baseball program. And I don't think I don't, in fact, I don't think they are. So, and, and I, I'd argue that I'd welcome anyone to, to challenge that because I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. But, we, we're going to have to do some numbers on that. But, it, but if you think, but from what I know, which I've done a little bit of research is the only, those are the only ones really generating revenue. There's a lot that might break even. So that's good for the school, but most athletics, and I'm going to put a number out there and it's probably aggressive 75 to 80% of college athletics, and maybe be higher than that, are costing the school money more than they're generating. Wow, wow. Okay, that that actually changes the perspective uh, on, on things. Right. So, so let's take that but, argument. But, but st- Go ahead. still, these universe these universities can afford can afford to give these players a stipend. No, no, they like, I was they give them a stipend. I, yeah, yeah. Which which would be considered which would be considered which would be considered a paid apprenticeship when you when you if you restructure uh, part of, part of uh, the the rules. But the athletes but, won't argue that that's not enough either. And and what I'm saying is some schools can't even afford to do that because in the argument we had was look at UAB. UAB closed their football program because they couldn't afford it. There's probably a lot of other schools that should do that based on the numbers, but they just don't. But they closed it. They said, hey, this is not making money. This is not worth it for the school. To, to keep the program going. Now it's back, I believe. But the point being is, no, not everyone can afford to do that. They're spending all their students' money on, on their stipend. But I want to wipe that out. I want to wipe that part out of it because we don't know hard numbers and hard facts on that. What I do want to talk about, and this is the part that changed my own mind and changed a lot of other people's minds, is when you make an agreement, honor your agreement. Yeah. Right? Look, if I, if I said, look, Craig, I'm going to pay you $10 to come on to my podcast. And we, and we get on the podcast and you're like, man, that podcast was dope. I want $20. I'd be like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're laughing because that's, that doesn't even make sense. That's a sense of what they're right. doing. They're coming in, they're signing. It is, it is. What? It is an agreement. You're absolutely right. It's an agreement. They're coming in, they're saying, this is fine. 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 Sign my name here. And then once they get there, they're saying, this isn't enough. This isn't enough. This isn't enough. And I make you this much money. So I want more. If you have a problem with that, same point I made, don't sign the agreement and go get a job and see what kind of job you get. (laughs) Simple. That's a great point. That is a great point. And until I hear someone who can give me an opposition to the fact you're signing an agreement. Now, mind you, you have an 18 year old signing an agreement. There could be some issue to be, to be put there. Um, You have, there's other factors, but at the end of the day, you have a quote unquote adult signing an agreement, either play out your agreement or not. If you don't want to play, if you can't afford to be on a football team because you're, you know, for whatever. And, and don't think I'm not sympathetic to it because, you know. Who, who'd you play for? Uh-huh. Who'd you play for? I played for a school, DePaul, in Indiana. Not the one with the L, the one with the W. Okay, okay. Yep, yep. And so my point is just, you know, you have an agreement. And, and don't tell me that you're the uh, – 
the value of your scholarship has no value because that's the same thing I said in the other one is that I have school loans for my MBA. Yeah. I'd love for someone to come pay that out. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So. And, and the thing is, I'm a contract guy, so I really can't argue against signing the agreement. Right. I, the, the only thing I, could, I can argue with it is that there should be things in the agreement that's, that actually uh, speculate, uh, that actually uh, specify that these are now, you're now entering an, an apprenticeship to where you can. Nope. Uh, that's, that's, just, that's just my. I don't, I don't think where, so. Where you, where, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I feel that each each person has a certain amount of earning potential for for for, for that school especially especially think of just think about this i i, I heard was it, was it zion uh, zion williamson made duke like over like over like two or three million dollars in that one short semester that he played minus the the games that that he that he uh missed uh due to injury right now now think about that right he he got hurt, missed games. School still school still sold out every single game. Yeah, they're, they're still selling his jersey. They're still selling his jersey, even though he's gone, right? And they're probably still going to be selling his jersey for another five, ten years until people forget about Zion Williamson, right? And yeah, he, for and sure. He did, and he literally can't get anything off of, off of his name. It doesn't matter. My thing is, once again you came into an agreement and and if he wants to operate by the terms of his own agreement do that but that may not be the same agreement that the NCAA has so then you you either that's like you you're an employer right if mm-hmm. do do you want them telling you how much you're going to pay them or the benefits they're going to get or what they need to, no you're the employer right. you're you're offering this agreement, sign it or don't sign it. You're absolutely right. Simple. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's like, I can't argue against it. I'm a contract guy. I can't argue against the contract. Yeah. You just need to get things in it. <laughs> well, that, and I, that, that's up for debate. But, yeah. but the way it is now, I don't think there's anything wrong with the way it is now. They, they I, like, I don't think there's anything wrong because that was our, when I, I'm a little old school, so that was my dream. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to go D1 on a scholarship. Like, that was my dream. I would have signed anyone. I would have went anywhere on a, on a D1 scholarship. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really can't argue with that. Well, good. Next subject, what are we going to talk about? Because I, I have uh, one thing I haven't talked about, and I don't know a lot about it, but I use the same logic towards this as I do everything else. It's just I try and use logic, I guess, is the, is the yeah, yeah, point. that's what we do. We use logic. Politics. Do you get into politics? Uh, I, I, I try to stay away. But, Me too. Know, even though I'm a political science major. Like, that's the, the, the funny thing about it. So but this yeah. might be an interesting conversation because of that. Yeah. So why do you stay away? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so what my, my senior year in, uh, in college, I did an internship at a Congressman Gonzalez's office, the 20th Congressional District here in San Antonio, right? Right. But that was my like my cherry popping <laughs> into into the political science in the in, into the political world. And this was during an, an election year. And during an election during an election year is the busiest time in any in any uh, uh, politician's uh, life, right? Right. So, yeah. So yeah. We're we're running the campaign, and it's and it's pretty much nonstop. So you you know you work 
you know, your, your shift eight, eight to five. And then from there you go to the campaign office. You're like there from like five, sometimes to like 11, 30, 12. Uh, so, you know, we, we busted ass for, for, for a good, you know, eight, nine months. We, we hit, hit the trail hard answering phones. We're, we're going, you know, old folks home, shaking hands. And I, I'm a, I'm a, you know, intern there, you know what I mean? So I, I, my eyes are wide. I'm learning. I'm in front of news cameras. I'm answering questions. Like I'm actual, like I'm an actual <laughs> politician. I'm wearing suits. And yeah. Stuff. At what age is this? I think I, how, you asked me how old I was. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, that was 2000 and I mean about 30, 29. Okay. okay. 29, 30. You so know, this is after yeah, the military, My senior year, you know, I'm, I'm already back from the military. I, yeah. I back in, uh, in college. So yeah, I'm like 29, 30. So this is, you know, this Wait, is. Where I, did you play basketball? So I played at a uh, national Christian university and I played at Jarvis Christian college here in, in uh, 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 Hawkins, Texas. Okay. Okay. Cool. Anyways, keep going. So, uh, now nah, I wasn't as good as you. I, d- I didn't get to go to a big school. <laughs> Mine wasn't big, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So it was eye opening to whereas like you put in these long hours, you put in these long campaign hours. You're out there hitting this trail, shaking hands. You know, you really don't get paid paid much. You know, I, I was lucky enough to get a paid. A paid internship but um so we won we won the campaign and the very next year congressman Gonzalez decides to quit so so you're still working on his staff though well yeah i'm still working still working he quits he, he says you know what <laughs> i don't want to do this anymore yeah everyone okay. loses their job because there's got to be yeah, yeah, and, you yeah. Know, it's that, that's why I stopped working in, in politics because once you once you follow someone and you're like dedicated, if that person loses, you don't have a job anymore. <laughs> like you have to go work for someone else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's like you know the the political the, the politics game is too fickle, and I I learned so much. Did have you heard about smear campaigns? Do you do you know like yeah, what yeah, they yeah. do? Where you're basically just just dragging the other candidate. Yeah, but do you know that politicians pay other people to do this? Yeah, 100%. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't have time to do it, so. Man, so I, what I learned is they'll pay someone to, you know, they'll pay a cyber nerd and they'll pay like a, a, a independent investigator to follow, take pictures. Yeah. Dig up as whatever they can. Yep. What like it's things from like twenty years ago? Like they try to what like they try they go to the courthouse they they try to dig up your, your you know any any previous conviction anything it, you could have a disturbing the peace you know in your front lawn from popping firecrackers they'll, they'll whatever they can get they'll try to find it and use it against you and it's and it's like it's almost despicable when you think about no, it. it's, it's like, definitely wow, like, like, like why I mean, would you I, have to go through that much length. To, to degrade somebody else. And the, you know who's the master at that? Who who played that so well? Donald Trump. I, I See, it doesn't surprise me, but it, I don't feel like he played it any different than anyone else does. Because, I mean, if, you, if you're if you watching any local television stations, you know, coming up on elections, that's all you see. Every commercial is that. This message was sponsored by or was endorsed or approved by so-and-so. Come on. 
Like, I hate that. Like, I always said, well, because I, I got some skeletons in the closet. Uh, but don't <laughs> nobody know where the bodies is at. Uh, but I got some stuff. And I'm just like, hey, if I'm going to run for office, like, I'm going to come out and put my stuff right up front. Like, all my stuff. You would have right to. That, like, that, I think that would be the only way. And, but the thing is, I think if a politician was to do that, I think people would respond right to it. Because yeah. everyone has issues. And that's the reason why smear campaigns don't work with me. Because I'm like, okay. So they, you know, they supported something. And, and, we're, and as we go into this, we can talk about why I don't get into politics so much. And a lot of it is because of, of things like that. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, fin finish going into it. So finish why you don't, and then I'll go into why I don't. Yeah, like that was one of my main reasons. You know, uh, it's the, the game is so, so fickle. It's, it's no, there's no stability. Uh, there's a lot of backhanded and and you know uh, things that that go on uh, behind closed doors that, that you know that 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 aren't ethical, 100 percent right. ethical, uh, especially when it comes to funding. Uh, Is there anything ethical that does happen? Well, and that's the thing. Based on the law, right? <clears throat> the politician is supposed to represent the people, right? Not the people with money. Right. And that's how it always ends up. Politicians end up representing the people with money because they want to win. So they'll, they'll take, you know, campaign contributions from a certain group that always, con that always contributes this, um, this amount. That way they can vote this way on a, certain, on a certain bill. And most of those bills don't benefit the mass. They only benefit the few. And that's just how it is. And I don't think that's right that's one of one of one of the reasons why and and just the, the the back the back end of things that that go on is just ah it's 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 way too much way too much yeah so i hadn't even thought about that part as to why i don't really follow politics or or get them to them too much i think i should more just because it is an part and it is an important part of our culture. No, I do vote now. Do you, do you vote? I see. I don't. And see. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think that's wrong, but I do, I do have a reason for why. So me, I don't, I don't think anything should be ran black or white. And I think that's what politics is trying to push you to do. You either got to be Republican or Democrat. I mean, obviously you can be something in between, but they don't ever get elected. So, exactly. uh, so you either got to believe everything on this side and vote for everything on this side or vote for everything on that side, which I make enough money to where I may be on this side, obviously being a minority, I may be over on this side. And, and there's a lot of things in between there. When you talk about abortion, when you talk about rights for this, that, or, or another. Um, but then, you, you know, also there's a lot of things with religion. And even though I'm not religious, I do, you know, if your once again, it's an agreement you make. If the country is based on a certain religion, and that's the agreement you make to come into the country. I, you know, I didn't make the rules, but I, I have to operate <laughs> by how the rules are, are going. You know what I mean? Um, not, not that that gives know. anyone the right to oppress other people. All I'm saying is using the same logical outlook that I use on everything. So that's yeah. the main thing is that I, I don't know. I don't agree with either side, um, but I agree with both sides. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it does make sense. So there's that. And, and then I guess when you bring up scandals and, and 
bad ethics and bad ethics because you never even know what you're voting for. I don't know this person that I'm voting for because I, you know, they've been smeared and, and try, so they're trying to clear their name. So they're acting fake. And my thing is, you know, I, I need to know, I want the, the best person. Right. And, and I also understand that one person doesn't make decisions either. So when you vote for this person for president and, or even if it's just something local, they're not making any decisions on their own. They're not filling out paperwork. They're not having meetings by themselves. So, um, so it's really just, you know, a lot of it's just hoping for the best when you vote for someone anyways. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, <laughs> and I learned, I learned that like firsthand, like it's, you're pretty much hoping for the best. Right. <laughs> we just, so the, we just, hope, we just hope that the less crooked of the two of the candidates wins. Hold on one second. Yep. Hello. My phone should not be ringing. I'm sorry. You good? I ain't worried about it. They ain't oh, worried about it. Huh? Oh, this mic is good. You didn't hear it? I could hear it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, um, so there's that, what all the things around it that I would talk about would be like, and and kind of the same with religion too, but is like, why do people get so wrapped up into this to where you can't even see the other side? Like a Trump supporter, like I, I'm not mad at anyone that supports Trump, like, you know, support what you want to support, but don't argue with me that the stuff he says or the, some of the stuff that he said is okay. Don't argue with me that some of the stuff that like, he's an idiot. Like, and I don't have a problem with him on any of the stuff, all of the stuff they try to smear him with that, you know, that being on the bus, grab him by the, all that. It, yeah. Any, I put that with the tiger woods conversation, any, people want to roast Tiger Woods for what he did on this cheating with his wife thing. I think there's two people, there's two sides of people that, that have an opinion on that. You have people who have had those opportunities and they're like, damn, he just had a lot of them, (laughs) right? Whether you take them opportunities or not, if you've had the opportunities, you understand how that happened or you haven't had those opportunities. And so you really have no idea how it happens, but they're like, I cannot believe Tiger Woods would, well, you know, imagine that you could have any girl you want. You're probably going to indulge a little bit. Not that it's right. I'm not endorsing. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, we're not condoning, but we're but just don't saying. Tell like, yeah, you don't understand in, in, in whatever. And because your neighbor, I'm not saying your neighbor, but you don't know <laughs> what your neighbor does and you don't know what you're going to do 10 years from now. So there's that. And, and then sometimes you may not even know what your spouse does. So, like, hey. We'll leave that alone (laughs) where we got some people getting off this podcast, checking, checking stuff, (laughs) Uh, checking phone records. Anyways, uh, so there's that, the Donald, so all the smear stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. If you don't understand why he would make a a lewd comment. I mean, I make comments. uh, I'm here preaching about men's progression, but I'll make a joke that's off taste. And I still will with, with the current climate. And I'm, I'm admitting it because the, tell me who it's in their joke. car. First of all, it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's a joke. And even my thing is like, 
people get in their car and uh, someone of a certain race may cut them off. And so you got something racial to say about that. But that to me, I'm like, I don't think you're racist. You just said something. You were in a moment, whatever. So Trump's trying to sit there and act cool. He said something, whatever. He, you know, he had an affair, it sounds like. I mean. Couple. Couple of few. Yeah, a couple of few. All I'm saying is he hasn't done anything that a million, 10 million people haven't done with him before history. Right? So there's that. What I'm judging him off of is the stuff he does now as the president. And some of it to me, I'm like, I'm laughing because I'm like, this dude's an idiot. And not only is he an idiot, I have other idiots trying to convince me that he's not an idiot. Yeah, that's the thing that that throws me. I'm like, you're sitting here trying to defend this? Like, oh, like, are, are we not watching the same things uh, unfold? Right. <laughs> are we not watching the same thing? Like, like to me, there's some people who will support a thing he said or try to under, or try to explain to me a thing he said and why it's not so bad. And then if I ask them, are you racist? No, I'm how could you even say that? I'm like, listen to what you just tried to convince me of. Or are you sexist? Like, do you have something against women? No, I, you know, I have a wife and two daughters. Then what are you trying to explain to me about what he said? And, and the one thing I want to do is I don't want to make it just Trump because there's so many different examples of politicians that say the wrong stuff. And the only thing I can give him is that he's an idiot to our faces, whereas a lot of these politicians are idiots behind the scenes and, and or criminals <laughs> or, or, you know, perverts or whatever you want to call it. Yep. What about, do you remember that, uh, what was that one guy? Uh, he had a weird name too. Uh, they made a whole episode about him on uh, Showtime. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Weiner. Weiner. Yeah. Do, are you familiar with that guy? Uh, that was the Illinois guy? Yeah, yeah. I want. Didn't he get like caught like twice? Doing what? Cheating on his wife like twice? Yeah. I but but and to me, he, like cheating on his wife is. Uh, I'm a, I'm about to sound real bad right here. But to me, as a politician, cheating on your wife is the least of the problems that I'm worried about. Right? That's that's your marriage. You got to worry about that. I don't know what y'all do. Whatever. But some of these guys that like more or less are running Ponzi schemes. I mean, every politician, like you said, is, is running a scheme for money. He's, he's making decisions based on On money contribution dollars. Definitely. Or taking bribes one way or another. Just because you call it camp, you know, campaigning, it's still a bribe. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So to me, I'm like, okay, cheat on your wife. You know, there's like I said, your neighbor could be cheating. My my girlfriend could be cheating. That that affects, you know, you cheating on your wife affects me zero. But making these other decisions, you know, that affect definitely the whole uh, portions of the country or portions of yeah. your your constituents yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, that's a, that's a you know the uh, a strong factor in in in, in the reason why. And I, and I want to say uh, San Antonio is, uh, is actually like a democratic city, but uh, out of the uh, all the uh, out of all of the registered voters in the city, you know, I, I do a, a little uh, analysis of it, uh, uh, of it uh, afterwards, and I, I do little stats. Only like uh, in San Antonio, only like thirty percent of voters turn out. 
If that. Well, I, yeah, I know voting numbers are are embarrassing if you think yeah, about it's it. Like, what? And then, I mean, and then people want to sit there and complain. And I, and I, I always vote. Like you know, uh, there's a library literally, literally two minutes away from my house, and and that's where the poll is. I literally just on the way home, I stop right there and I just put my put my ballot. I, you know, I try to I try to stay in tune with, with who's running and, and what their issues are and what's going on in the neighborhood, and, and uh, you know that's where it, that's where it starts. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I, I try to put my little two cents in, but like then I hear people complain like, "Oh, they did potholes or whatever." I'm like, yo, did you vote for such and such who wanted to fix the roads? Right. <laughs> so it means like you can't you can't, can't complain if you're not doing anything. Well, the other problem is there's not enough money for all the issues either, right? So you got you got people splitting. There's never going to be enough money for all the issues, right? And you got people. So you have people splitting based on what's important to them. To them, that's Mm -hmm. the whole point, though, right? The more people who are for this one issue, I I kind of talk myself into a corner there. (laughs) Man, well, the other side of politics then is you know, any good that comes from it. Because I think that's that's also not talked about as well. Like, the things I don't know is, like, who's doing well in politics? Like, who's doing it right? And because we said, you know, the ethics of it. Is there, do you think there's any politicians that, you know, run run it the right way? Well, from what I understand, and I haven't got a chance to uh, do a, uh, any, any uh, research on her, is uh, uh, Camila Harris. I heard that she like is a real a hundred percent like from what I understand, like her backstory was that of like, she was like at one point almost homeless mm-hmm. and uh, she, she en- ended up going to going to school and, and now she's, I, I want to say going to be uh, a candidate for the 2020. Mm-hmm. So yeah, from what I understand that I heard that she, she runs a solid campaign. Uh, she's, she's not about, uh, about money she accepts contributions but only contributions from from uh from camp or contributors that she actually has a uh, some sort of tie with or or uh is someone that that definitely is going to be uh, a representative of the people so yeah right yeah that's what i heard so I, so, I so you made a comment that i can't remember the way you said it that it that all the decisions are made for the rich, right? So, what did you say? Well, yeah. So the so when it when it comes when it comes for comes to to campaign contributions, politicians make their decisions based on on who contributes the most, right? So, right, right. So you know, we'll, we'll take for example uh, the local the local NRA here was a big contributor uh, to uh, uh, what's the guy's name. Uh, was it Hardberger? One one of the past mayors it was it was a bit had had a big NRA following, and he made a lot of decisions uh, based on on the on those campaigns uh, contributions and 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 think about what's going on now with 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 these uh, with these shootings. I want to say there was a recent school shooting here in in Colorado not not too long ago. Maybe yeah, it was just stop. Is that the one that was just like saved like that that former uh, Oregon yeah, player? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, there was one in Colorado. That's like last week. That was Sorry, that one, and then there was another one where the dude just stopped it. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that one as well. So it's like, you know, who? First off, oh, keep going, keep going. I mean, it, like some of the decisions made, you know, benefit the the 
the few and not, you know, they, they don't benefit the, the, the people. Yeah, know? but there's just so many ways to go with that. So if we take that specific topic, right, you take gun control, 99% of people with guns aren't the problem. So you're making, you're making rules based on 99% or based on 1% and not even 1% probably. You're making, it, yeah. you're making rules based on someone like that. With that said, school shootings, right? How many of the people who, get, who do school shootings get their guns legally? I, w- I would imagine that, you know, the school shootings. They're teenagers. Yeah, they're teenagers, but they get their guns from their parents. Legally. I, I don't I don't people are getting semi automatic weapon. That many like some people are walking and there were five and six guns. True. They're getting that from their parents. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean who, yeah. who is that's this? What we gotta, that's, that's what we gotta find out because because uh it's getting out of control. I mean, Bro it's, it's, here's the thing. Um this, this wasn't happening with this wasn't happening when you and I were in school. No, and I'm gonna go into that. It happened like once, I think. The uh what was Columbine? Uh, Columbine was after us. What was that? Uh, let's let's look up. That was uh, that was a school shooting, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a school shooting, but it was. I think that was wasn't after us. How old are you? Man, I'm I'm almost forty. When was Columbine? That was like I was still in high school. Ninety nine. Yeah, so I was sixteen. Oh, okay. You're, you're okay. Yeah, I I graduated ninety seven. You're thirty seven. I graduated ninety. Oh, you guys yeah. are in 97. Wait. Yeah. How does that pop? Hmm? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That makes sense. So, yeah, it was just after you. But, yeah, I was 16. So, I mean, like, I'm in a high school. And, and the thing was, when that happened, it's like, dang, that's crazy. I never once thought that could happen in my school. Ever. That wasn't even a, like, a, a smidgen in my mind. So, here's, here's something now, funny now I said. I tell you, now, now that my, my stepson's uh, – a junior in high school, I think about that like every day. I'm like, man, these kids are really walking around with like semis. I don't think about it every day, but when I do think about it, it scares the shit out of me. Uh, here, one second. What was I going to say? Uh, school shootings. Oh, so this this uh, comedian said something that's really fucking obvious. Sebastian Manicoso or something like that. Whatever his name. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't think so. If you go on Netflix and put in Sebastian, it's like Manicoso or something. First off, he's hilarious, so you should be watching him. He's funny as fuck. He's an Italian dude. And I think I think as a black person, you can – well, b- both of my parents are international. But as a black person, you can relate to it because his family was so Italian that they were, like, also minorities, even though they're white. What do you, what do you mix with? I have so much different stuff. I have, like, uh, Indian, dot Indian, um, Jamaican. My dad's from Jamaica. Um, Syrian, French, uh, there's a couple of things in there, but I've, so what what was your mom? What was your mom? Serbian? My mom, mom, uh, is from England, but she's French, Indian, black, and one other thing. And then my dad is Middle Eastern and Jamaican and probably a couple of other things because he's got family in Switzerland too. Well, so how the fuck that happened? Right. All over. (laughs) Well, well, you gotta... (laughs) people forget is that jamaica was a was technically a colony or colony of britain yeah my yeah, so. my uh my adopted mom is from uh trinidad so yeah she has a british accent yeah so you you get a lot of them not only going from one to the other but once they come to the united states 
you know, being in the same areas. Yeah. So, anyways, but point being, and you took me off my point. I was, oh, so he was, so this comedian was talking about check your fucking kids' rooms, right? <laughs> and the first thing I thought of is black kids get away with one gun. Like, they get away carrying around one gun because you got to keep, you got to tuck your gun in. You got to keep that on. Away with that shit. White kids, or the kids, I shouldn't say white kids because that's really, that's wrong because they probably would say black kids <laughs> got guns on them. The kids doing school shootings got five guns and a fucking bulletproof vest and a bomb and reloads and all this shit. Like, did you never fucking Grenades. Grenades. Like, you never went in your fucking kid's room ever? <laughs> ever? You know oh what I mean? Goodness. Like, the power that <laughs> shit up, like, you know. It uh, is ridiculous. It's like, like they're, they're, they're walking around, they're walking around with, like, enough ammo to supply, like, a little, a little rebellion. Yeah, I mean, shit, you were in the army, like, like, you know, carrying that much shit is not even convenient. It's not. It's not. It's heavy. It's heavy. And right. it's, like, it's, it's cumbersome. Like, you can't right. even walk right with it. If you're carrying two guns, it's, it's when two guns, a bulletproof vest, and some reloads, you're, you're walking funny. You're funny. It's, especially if you're not trained for it. <laughs> you're absolutely 100% right. And then on top of that, like, I'm looking in my room. I was, I was uh, home for uh, a surprise birthday party for my mom last weekend. And I'm looking around my room, and I'm like, I don't even have anywhere to hide a gun or bulletproof vest, right? Because here's my thing. Here's, tell me this. How many times, I don't know about you, I had my own room. I was very blessed. We had, I'm overly blessed. My, you know, I never had to worry about a dollar. never had to, anything. Had a car when I was my, on my 16th birthday. That's what's All the best, right? But we didn't have any maids or anything, right? So... My, you know, mom's doing laundry. She's in my room, like, figuring out what's clean, what's dirty, right? So she's in there all the time because I'm not bringing that shit down. <laughs> best she'll get it, the best she would get is a, uh, is a pile to, to, to know that all that's dirty. Yeah. Is your pile dirty? Yes, mom, my pile's dirty. Or can you bring your pile down? Yeah, I can bring it down this time. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's in there. Like, it's not like I have any fucking secrets. Like if I, I'm, I'm trying to imagine telling my mom, "Don't go in my room." And that's the thing. I, I think that's a cultural thing because, because you know, and and fortunately when I when I got adopted, I you know I I had my own room too, and then you know my adopted parents had had a a little girl which I call my sister. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I had I had my own room, but you know like doors were open when the doors were supposed to be open you know the room was cleaned when it was supposed to be clean right and and since you know even as a child even even you know with members of my of my of my own mom there's no way that i'll be able to tell my, like something that like, I, like and i always you know i have the old school mentality something that i don't even own or pay for like how could i tell my mother who's working her butt off <laughs> to, to feed me to stay out of my room like that doesn't even make sense to me and and what you said, like my mom wasn't coming and cleaning my room. She was stri strictly coming to get dirty clothes because she knew if she didn't grab them, she would be have to do another load of laundry. So that's what she's in there for. What I never knew, I don't know that she ever like went through my stuff. 
So I will give that, but I wouldn't be surprised if she did because I was because once again, like you just said, I didn't think really shit was mine. Mine was to like lock, you know what I mean? Like I didn't think so. If she would have or if she wouldn't have, I you know what's it to me? Like they ain't my shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. So and I, you know I had a total different mindset. Anyways, I'm not thinking about shooting up a school. I'm not thinking about crime. I'm not thinking about drugs. I wasn't doing any drugs. So so. You know, to me, I'm like, I ain't got shit to hide. Go look. So I get that if you have something to hide, like it's going to be a little bit of a different thing. And you can hide what you want to hide. I get that. But but the same parents that don't find anything in their room is the same parents that weren't going in there to talk to their kids and and allow their kids to isolate themselves and be bullied and, and get yeah, this mentality. And find out they're depressed. They find out they're depressed like when it's too late on social media. Right, right. So all that shit happens. It's the same. You said a culture. That's a culture too, a bad culture. So it happens because of that culture that you're not in, in and out of your kid's room. And I cannot fucking imagine telling my mom, stay out of, stay out of my room, mom. <laughs> you laughing. Look how you laughing. That's how I'd laugh if you told me. That's how, that's how I imagine like, someone would say it. That's probably how my mom would laugh too. She'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> get out of the way even worse because I feel like I have a worse temper my mom put this in me because she will snap quick she's crazy um, I mean yeah my mom will snap and just yell she just yells but I think I got that so what I'm and I'm bigger and stronger than her so the problem is I can't imagine one of my kids telling me anything like that I think that would be the first key to be like, you no longer have a room. <laughs> like, this, this is our room now. Sleep in the fucking hallway, and I'm taking all your shit out of your room. Because <laughs> that's the first key to me that I need to go in that motherfucker and check everything. <laughs> that's an indicator. Indicator. That's an indicator that, that there's something in there that's worth being hidden. Right. It's worth being hidden so much that they'll tell the person uh, that's responsible for them to don't come in here anymore. Right, which is which is like, so now we got into parenting because you have kids, I have kids. It's almost like you have anymore. You have to like be cool with shit that wasn't cool. Like to me, it's like you in there looking at porn. Oh well, shit. Close the door behind. Like, oh, let me close this door for you. Right, it's just porn. That's all you got. Cool. <laughs> We're good. Or, or even anymore, it's like you smoke. You 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 want to just be in here smoke? I don't smoke. I don't. I don't want no. But you just you only in here to smoke. Like no crack. No crack. No nothing. Have Have you seen Michael Shea? <laughs> okay, bro. If you your homework, you have Netflix. Yeah, I do have Netflix. Your homework, and you will thank me because I do. I tell people shit, and they don't. I'm writing, I'm writing it down right now. Michael Shea. The dude from Saturday Night Live. So it's okay. Ch- I mean, I mean. Michael C H E. And then his special comedy special is Shay Matters. So C H E Matters. Okay. It's his special. If you and your wife, because you're you're a woke dude. So if you watch that, you're going to love it. Okay. You're going to I guarantee you when you're done, you'll text me if you watch it. I guarantee you, you're going to text me and say, bro. In fact, you're going to text me in the middle of it and, and tell me. 
that I'm about to put, I'm about to put it on now. We, you're gonna think, to some- yeah, you're gonna thank me. I get to. But anyways, what was I saying? Fuck. Uh, okay. Talk about talk, talk about the comedian. Talk about I know I was talking about him, but where was I going with my point? I always get on tangents and then whatever. Parenting. We had got into parenting. Yeah. So parenting. Um, yeah, you almost have to be cool with what they're doing. And, and when you watch Michael Shea, you'll understand why I said smoking weed and then brought him up. So you're welcome ahead of time. But um, <laughs> the thing to me is you don't have to be cool with that stuff anymore. Just so, just so you know about your kids and maybe, and maybe that's the right thing to do anyways. You know what I mean? Cause I think some of the best uh, child parent relationships are the parents that are just cool and will, and I'm, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, like, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm gonna tell you a story, right? And I'm gonna tell you a story why, like, I, I kind of felt like, you know, there's, there's no need for me to, to be depressed. I mean, I, my, my uncle who adopted me after my, after my parents died, uh, he was cool. Like, he was like the cool uncle, you know what I mean? Like, like the guy, right? He played ball, you know, so he would, he would, uh, and, and this is how it all started. He, he said, uh, I'm gonna play you with my left hand until you can beat me. You know, that's yeah. just how, how I, you know, I started you know, falling in love with, with basketball. I mean, I got to beat him this week. But yeah. we would, he would always make time to take me to play ball, teach me some things, and, 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 and teach me how to be a man. He taught me how to drive at, like, 12. You yeah. know what I mean? He was, like, the cool uncle. You know what I mean? Like, he had a house with a pool. And, and uh, like, I always – but, like, <clears throat> once I uh, turned, like, I want to say like 15, 16, that's when, you know, you started getting into your friends a little bit more and whatnot, but he, he would still always want to make time for me. You know? Yeah. And you it know? meant everything to you, I'm sure. Yeah. Like he, he's like, I, I still consider him my, my father to this day. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's out there in Florida now, but uh, yeah. So like he was cool. So like I, I had that bond with him. I, I never really had to, to be depressed because, you know, he, he, I could always, you know, talk to him about stuff. And I, I think that's what's missing. I think I think like you know there's there's like a, uh, a, a there's something missing now. Now now that kids are, are on these devices, I think that's what what really started that 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 paradigm shift in parenting. To whereas now parents have have no idea what their kids are into. Right. <laughs> like they don't yeah. they don't even know what their kids are into. Yeah, that's which, true. Which is, which is I crazy. Mean, so this is funny because me and my parents weren't close like that. Like I'm not coming to them. Me and my parents were so close, but not close to where I'm like having a conversation about something with them. But at the same time, I feel like I learned everything from them. Which So it's so weird. And I don't even know if I would recommend the way it went. But I respect them so much. They were always a great example. I, I know I could, if I had to come talk to them about something, I could. And like my mom was the one, like I didn't drink when I was, until I was 21. So, you know, I'm 16, you know, we're having, everyone's pouring wine. She's like, you want a glass of wine? If I'm like, no, she's like, you're such a pussy. Anyway. So, you know, they were, they were like a different type of, but they were never in my shit. We never were like buddy, buddy. It was never that. It was always parent and, and yeah. the child thing. Uh, and they had their yeah. role, right? Mom took care of home. Dad was always there for games, like every game. Uh, so, you know, it's it was still close, but not close like that. But what I'm saying now is you almost have to let some stuff go so your kids will stay close to you for for the big stuff. For like like you said, you, you almost have to have that relationship with them. 
example, Mike. Yeah, like now I try to do the same thing with my stepson. Like my stepson, he's not like a like an athlete like how I was like outside playing baseball, basketball, football. Like he's more of like a a, a mathlete. He he's into like digital arts, graphics, right. gaming, which is good. Being something. Yeah. I, I love it because he brings some A's, A's and B's and then like we can go in there and, and I, I try to see, we bought him this, uh, what's it called? The, uh, it's the, the Windows tab that, that does the 3D graphics and animation. Surface? The Surface Pro. That's it. Yeah. So we bought him the Surface Pro for Christmas and uh, <clears throat> I have to, you know, go in there and be like, hey, what you working on today? Like I have to, like, we, it's like it's changed. Right. Like, the parent dynamic has changed. Like, instead of going out and playing catch, we're we're in there drawing on <laughs> on a tablet, right? Having some sort of bond, and 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 like I said, like there's certain 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 times where the doors open and I, I can go in. So I, I like I know he has nothing to hide. So when that's when that door starts being locked, <laughs> yeah. that's when it's like, uh oh. To me, to me, I don't know. If there's ever a time for something to be locked, like yeah. and and you build up trust too, right? Yeah, that's what, that's, what, that's what you try to do with children. That way they can come to you with the big. Well, I'm saying they need to build up trust. If you want to be able to lock your door, I have to know you're not doing anything back there other than yeah. beating your little meat. Yeah. Which I didn't, I don't know. No, I'm, that's natural. That, <laughs> like I said, any more anymore your kids hiding that, you. <laughs> that's the worst he's doing in there. You know, I'll go buy the magazines. Man, like I, I would tell you, a story. <laughs> so his mom, his his mom found found some like uh, some pictures on his phone, uh, like anime porn, like like yeah. a little cartoon. You yeah. know, he's into like anime stuff. And I was like, damn, Eddie, like that sucks. Like if I would have found it, like it would have been no problem. Like, but you had to How let mommy you? find it. Like he's he, now he's he's a uh, sixteen going on seventeen. Okay, yeah, he'll be seventeen next month. So I was like, damn, like, you know, if I would have found it, it would have been all good. Like, how did you talk to you? Because it's just natural. Yeah, I'm like, hey, it's natural. You're going to be curious about other body parts. You know what I mean? That, that's, you're 16. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you've probably, you probably even seen some in person already. You know what I right. mean? Right. So why you got anime? Don't take pictures of your classmates, though, because everybody in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll get in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so that's that's crazy. School shootings all that stuff is crazy that Definitely. that students are feeling so isolated <clears throat> that that's what they need to do or they think that's cool i'm like where did where did more or less because to me that's just like suicide bombing right it is yeah so i'm like when did that you know you want to die so bad and hurt other people so bad that and like bullying i'm gonna sound really insensitive here because bullying is really bad it really affects people but when did everyone get so sensitive to where that can bother you? I don't, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like I said, I think it all started with these smartphones because, you know, once a, a person feels like they're bullied on social media in front of thousands, maybe even millions or even made into a meme or a whatever. Point. Your point. Now they're, that embarrassment is not just in front of, in front of the, the, the person that they're, that they're opposing, but now in front of the whole school, maybe part of the city, maybe, maybe people at, at, an, at a rival school. You know what I mean? So now it's, now it's everywhere and, and anyone can see it at, at any uh, given time. They can screenshot it, text it to people who, who, does, who don't have that platform. So it can spread very fast. So I, so I can under, understand a little bit of, of how someone can... can uh, no, that's a great point. Said about it, but like, take your own life. 
Uh, that's what I don't understand. Or I mean, take I, you know, I, other students in your school. Or, or yeah, take it that far to where you got to like, you know what, I'm, I'm about to go and <laughs> I'm about to go handle this and, and shoot some people. Like, right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how it can get that, that bad. Now, I grew up in, I grew up in Queens, New York, right? I grew up in Jamaica, Queens. <clears throat> I would have eventually went to the same high school that like 50 Cent went to, yada, 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 right? So, so you can imagine what kind of part of, of Queens that was, right? Tell me I didn't have to go through bullies. Right. Right? I mean, like, I, I, if you look at any, any movie, uh, even back, back if, you, if you watch, uh, what's the name of the show with Alfalfa and Buckwheat and all that? Bullies have been around. Rascal. Little Rascal. Bull, bullies have been around since the beginning of time. Right. <laughs> like, there's always been bullies. There's been a neighborhood bully. There's been a school bully. There's been a class bully. There's, you know, now there's cyber bullies. 50 Cent's like the biggest cyber bully right now. Like ever, but yeah, like so. So bullying's been around for forever. It's just how you deal with the bully. I mean, yeah, tell me this. Tell me this. Does and this, this you may be a proponent of this based on your conversation with the athlete thing, them getting paid. Does the participation trophy culture play into this? Hear me out. So from a young age now, kids are meant to think that, you know, no matter what your effort is, you're going to get rewarded. Everyone needs to be equal. Everyone needs equal everything and stuff. Life doesn't work like that, though, right? Not everyone's going to grow to be a CEO. Not everyone's going to get to make as much money. Not everyone's going to get a college scholarship. So everyone's going to be different. So you get this participation culture that I'm supposed, you know, we're all supposed to get the same thing, right? So then when a bully comes and tells you you're different, right? You're like, you don't know how to handle that. And, and I'm theorizing here. I'm not saying this is what it is, but because this just came to me. It makes sense. But now, but now I'm being told for the first time that I'm not the same as you or I'm not as good as you, Right. And so I can't handle that as opposed to me when I was little, like you don't get a trophy, like you didn't win. So you don't get it. <laughs> You're right. right? So, You're I, right, so right then, for example, my best friend, Gerald, my, he was the best man in my wedding. I was co-best man in his wedding. So really close friend. We used to go to a summer camp. And every once a week, maybe twice a week, we'd go to the skating rink at the summer camp. Races would come up every time. You, we, we paid extra for our speed skates. He actually had his own speed skates. I'd pay extra for the speed skates. Races would come up. Every race, every race, he got first. I got second. This dude named Bradley got third. Every race. No, never went different except for one time Gerald fell. So I got first, Bradley got second and who, you know, doesn't matter who else. Cause it never, never, <laughs> we're in the top three every week. Right. So from then on, I knew Gerald is a faster skater than me. Right. So if Gerald came to me and made fun of me for being less of a skater I knew I was less of a skater. I, knew I, I know I'm less of a skater. Like, that's not even saying anything. Like, what are you yeah, talking like, about? We know. We, we, we know Gerald. Yeah, thank you, asshole. 
It's not even worth bullying about. That's, that's exactly how you deal with a bully. Like, I know. Yeah, you're right, bigger so, than me. So the yeah, flip side, now that I've talked through it, is the flip side that people feel like they need to bully to gain some space. Is, is, that, is that maybe part of it, too? Well, I mean. First, tell me what you think about the first part. That people. Yeah, the, the, that the first it, part is absolutely right. So, so and, and, you know, my, when, when we, when I, when I first got married and, and, you know, we started putting, putting the children in, in, in sports, uh, the, the, the team, the, one of the, you know, basketball teams that he was on wasn't good at all. Like they were not good yeah. like, at all. Had a bad coach. Like he put, he put wrong players in at the wrong times. Like, you know, just kids out there playing. Right. Mm-hmm. And they all got a trophy. I'm like, wow, like this is really contributing to, to the culture of everybody not feeling that they have to earn. Right. And it, and it played, it played out perfectly because I remember one time I was even actually, I was actually uh, talking to him, uh, uh, you know, cause he's a, he's a good kid and, and he, he gets good grades, but he wanted to get something. And I'm like, you know what? Like we, we have to develop a system to where you have to earn these things. Cause you know, right. all that we can afford to give them to you. You're not learning anything by us just buying and you whatever you want anytime you want it right? right and and you and that you know being young he asked the question why do i have to earn it i have to pause like all right well craig it's been a good conversation i appreciate you we'll end it there <laughs> i'm joking no yeah I, that's crazy right that's a crazy yeah, it's like what you were kind of thrown back yeah i was i had to pause i was like what why do, I was like, well, you got to earn because, you know, once you, once you graduate high school, no one's going to give you anything. You're going to have to go to work, right. earn your paycheck. You're going to have to earn your wife's trust. You're going to you're gonna, you're gonna have to earn everything from, from 18 on. You, everything you get, you got to earn. Right. Your scholarship, like everything. So from you, 18? No, no, no. From the time you get in high school, you got to earn every grade. True, true. true. From the time you get in high school, you got to earn them grades as well. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I skipped a step. So yeah, so this, uh, you know, it, and it all, it all played out. So now he's, he's learning, like just, just earn, earning, 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 you get rewards. If you work hard, you can, you can get it. If you don't work hard, the, the output will show. Yeah. So then, so that was the first part about the participant, participation leading to people being sensitive about when they see a difference. What do you think about the flip side? Do you think, that would maybe cause people to bully others to gain some separation, to gain an advantage, because that's human nature that there's leaders and followers and, and people more fortunate, less fortunate, and everyone's trying to gain an advantage, right? You, I, I think that, you know, the, 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 when you think about bullying in, in itself in a nutshell, is that <clears throat> the person who's doing the bullying has some, some sort of internal issues which is making them want to take that out on somebody else right because there's like you know bullying is is actually learned it's not it's, that's not a normal behavior exactly that's what i'm saying i think it, it it's learned to help you create separation yeah, like, the wrong way they're right. using yeah you, they, they have to use it to create but but there's something like there's something internal though right for sure yeah like there's clearly something in them that's making them want to do this and and that's what I what I don't understand what what like I I I had a bully I cause, you know when I was younger uh, I had like my 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 two front teeth fell out when I was uh, uh, real young so I got my adult teeth quick so my so my you know I had to grow into my into my teeth right so, 
so you know i i got the whole buck to beaver thing and and you know bugs bunny yada you know the, the, the normal kid the kid ridicule right right i didn't feel the need to to you know beat up everybody or fight everybody who called me i knew my teeth were big yeah i know i got my adult teeth already like i i learned to accept it i was like no, i'm gonna grow into these teeth and i right. eventually did right but what i learned is the person who was doing the bullying had to do it because they they felt some way about me it was threatened or whether whether it be jealousy whether they wanted to be like me or whether they you know, right. jealous of my clothes my shoes or something. there was something in them that wanted that 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 wanted them or attracted them to to degrade something of mine to make them look better than me for sure so i i think that's a thing i think yeah it's 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 fuel for for some sort of separation yeah yeah i on purpose do things unfair unfair to my kids like i always when it when it comes down to a judgment call i always go with the older one for that reason so they see that I, I don't care. Like everything's not fair. Like when one of them, cause I have two boys that are close to each other, nine and seven. Okay. And every once in a while, like for example, here's a, here's an example. This is very minor, but there was, we were all eating chicken strips and there's one chicken strip left and both the boys wanted it. And I was like, Xavier, the older one, you get it because you're older. And the other one was like, dang, but the older one split it in half and gave it to his brother, which I could have done. Right. Yeah. But I at least wanted them to know that it's his first because he's older and it's not, it doesn't have to be fair. You're always going to be the little brother. And, and bro, I could have cried when he split it in half and gave it to him. But you know, cause that's like, damn, these little motherfuckers is, is <laughs> that's a great moment. They're best friends anyway. So that didn't really surprise me, but still it's like so yeah. sweet to see as brothers but anyways um there's that another thing i'm really big on is like when they get in trouble and start crying like that's the only thing i can't stand i will go berserk because i'm like you fuck up and then you get to cry i'm like you fuck up i should get to <laughs> cry like, i should be the one <laughs> crying like right. i gotta clean this up Right, because I, I got to fix whatever it is. Like, you hit your brother. I'm like, what are you doing? And then you start crying. No, you stop crying. I'm going to yell, you stop crying. Then we, you know, then we can move on amicably. And it's funny because I, I'm not with them all the time because, you know, they live with my ex, but most of the time. But I can see just in that they're starting to, to link on to that. Like, as soon as he starts crying, now I can see him stopping himself. He's like, fuck. I'm about to get in more trouble because <laughs> I'm, I'm crying. And then when they do that, I go nuts, absolutely nuts. And so at least I, at least they're learning. I'm not saying I'm doing the right thing, but <laughs> you know, I, it's just things that I want them to see that are life things. And, and my kids are mixed and one of them even looks more white than the other, but I want them to understand that stuff shit isn't fair. Like even the uh, one that got hit, so, you know, one hit the other. He went, Now he wants to cry because I'm yelling at him. The other one's crying. I'm like, you stop crying too because I know you did something. Like he didn't just cry. He's coming downstairs. He's going, right. So I want everyone to stop crying. <laughs> but because the point is like no one gives a shit that you're crying but me. You know what I mean? I, no one out there. I tell, that to my, 
Yeah, I tell that to my daughter too. I think we're like we we kind of do parent the same way. So my daughter, my daughter is five, and the and my son is three. <clears throat> right now, they're sharing a room. Yeah. And uh, so when I whenever there's like chaos or whatever's going on in there, the the first one I'm looking at is the older one. I'm like, hey, you're the older one. Yeah. You know, so you should know what's going on. Like, right. You, you need to be, you know, m- making sure that he's doing what he's supposed to do, or or you need to not do anything that's, that's agitating him. And, it's, and that's what it is half the time. She's doing something to agitate the little one, like playing with his toys. I'm like, oh, you got your own toys. What are you doing? What are, yeah. So yeah, so so I I always go for those. So and she said, why do I always get in trouble? Because you're older, right? So, yeah, so know, it's not fair it's, that it's, way. It's not fair. He he, like, right right now he can get away with just being the young one. Like right now, right. you're the older, so you're gonna have to 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 burden to burden the responsibility of of getting in trouble or not getting in trouble. So well, so that even reminds me of when like my kids want something because kids all you know you go to a store they see something they want. You know, you can't walk into a Walmart these days without going over to the toy section. Exactly. So that, that I'll be like, we're going to, the, we can go to the toy section because I, it's almost a lesson. <laughs> we I want them to see some shit they're not going to get. <laughs> <laughs> you, you crew, you cold-blooded. Right. I want them to just see the shit they're not going to get. Because I could, I could cut that shit off from the start and be like, no, we're not going over there. But I want them to see it and want it so I can, so I can tell them this right here. They'll uh, undoubtedly, you know, I'll, I'll say, before we go over there, we'll go over there, but we're not buying anything, right? A lot of parents say that. That's nothing new. We'll get over there, and they'll obviously pick what they want me to buy and, try, and start to go into grind mode to where they try and convince me to get it. And the first thing I'll say is, why, why do I have to buy that? Like, you want it, you buy it. They'll be like, I don't have any money. And I'll be like, so you get to use my money to buy this? Like, I don't understand. Like, help me understand. Like, if you can, you know, convince me why that makes sense, <laughs> then we'll be good. It's funny because they'll stop asking. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's classic. Because I'll be and like, I, I just don't get why you think it's my responsibility to buy this. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want, I don't want that at all. Like, if you can convince me why we need that like i'm good and i'm sure there's sometimes they've probably said some funny ass shit where i'll be like all right just grab it <laughs> but, you deserve, you deserve it. <laughs> right for real like i mean and and i guess that's even teaching another life lesson like if people think you know being able to slick talk and talk your way in and out of uh situations is not important you're you're lying to yourself it may you're absolutely you would be absolutely be naive and lying to yourself because the power of the tongue and be able to get your way in and out of a situation is crucial in life crucial i used to i used to do i used to do that in college all the time i used to uh uh, i used to always register late on purpose right i used to always register late and, and and uh go to the uh the dean's office not the dean's office the academic advisors to, to, to get placed right. in classes right because it always worked for me so i'd always use i'd always play the the whole i'm a veteran role like i'm a veteran i'm not i'm not good with computers like can you can you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i get every class every time yeah because they <laughs> every time who's gonna be in what and they can sneak you in yeah every time they can they can click clickety clack on the computer get you in the back door of that class every so it worked every time and, 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 and then you learning, walk out learning, texting somebody on your smartphone about how you got every class you wanted Say that again, say that again. And then you walk out texting somebody on your smartphone <laughs> about how you got every class you wanted. Every class. I, yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know computers. Are oh, you going to help me with that? Thank you. 
<laughs> it works. Got him. Right. <laughs> Every time it works. So, yeah, it's it's always crucial to be able to talk your way in and out of situations. Yeah, so I'll give them credit for doing that sometimes. Like, some, yeah. sometimes I'll know they're giving me some bullshit. I'll be like, damn, but that's, that's, that shit's going to work on somebody else. <laughs> Good job. You yeah, got for it. real. So, like you got it. but uh, I think that's probably a good place to stop for now. Yeah, Every up. time we talk, this is the second time in a row, like we went over, because usually I try to keep it around an hour, but every time we're talking, I go over, I don't even realize. Neither do I. Like we have good convos. Yeah. Yeah. So um, appreciate you hopping on. I think, you know, this was just as good as the first one, but uh, go ahead and shout out your stuff one more time and then, then we'll hold off to the next one. Again, once again, the name of the company is Alamo Mobile Notaries. Uh, you reach me at Alamo Notary on IG, Alamo Notaries at gmail.com. 210-273-0934 is the work line. I'm available 24-7 for scheduling. We cover all the South Texas. So just hit me up anytime, guys. For sure. And I need to share the folder that I'm putting these in so you have the file so you can do whatever you want with them as well. So look for okay, that. Definitely, definitely. All right, definitely. man. You're my man. I'm, I'm hit you up. Yeah, talk soon. Now remember, I I, I watch all your shows, so I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, commenting and, and stay tuned. Well, about that, if you see a show I do with someone else and you want to hop in it, you know, the more the merrier to me. So okay, definitely, definitely. With the same way, because uh, the sports one was with Joey that that was over this, so you know we can make it a three way conversation just like we have it too. So. Or, like I said, if you have anyone you ever want to hop on, let me know. Oh, yeah, I got you. I got you, definitely. Sounds good. All right, man. Peace. All right, peace.